Lowe's has all the top gifts for home this holiday. Like Craftsman Tool Storage, made in the USA and available in a selection of sizes, starting at $198. And right now, get a special price on a Lenovo Smart Clock with Google Assistant for just $24.99. Shop gifts in-store or from home on our app and Lowe's.com with free shipping on thousands of items or pick up curbside for contactless service. Valid November 22nd through December 31st, U.S. only. Mouse and weeds, and a 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 mouse and weeds, I'm the weens one, and um, I'm single in L.A. in in the middle of the world's worst virus Ugh. How, at this current time. How do you and, feel? Uh, you're you're going out a lot, though. Does it still feel as scary, or are you kind of like finding a middle ground? It's all open air, but it's a – yeah, I think everything is just this weird illusion that everything's kind of – sort of going back to normal, but it's not true at all. There's mm-hmm. a lot of cases, and it's very bad news, but people are getting more casual. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of am, too. I guess I tend to, though, only go outside and go on hikes or right. on walks. But now people are taking off their mask, and you're kind of going in their house. And before, do you remember, like, when we first saw each other, when we decided to keep yeah. to open up our bubble to each other when we hadn't seen anyone in a long time? Right. And then... We didn't know what to do. Like, we first saw each other and we're like, hi. Uh, like, <laughs> you don't know if you're supposed to hug or. Yeah. And then it, it, it was kind of awkward, like, standing far away and, like, looking at each other. Like, are you the enemy? Right. It was I know. weird. We all look each other right? up and down. And, and I want to do, like, a whole history check with people. But then you have to act cash. Like, it's no big deal. And, yeah. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah, we're just starting to go back to sports. So that's a whole thing. And carpooling and. Yeah, so. that's crazy. I mean, it really. I know it's only with three families, and we've known them forever. So I'm kind of hoping everyone's on the same page. But it just opens you up to more thing. But then they say kids don't get. It. I don't know. It's this whole thing. But yeah. But yeah, I'm ready for more space and time. I've just been so stuck with everybody here for so long. Not like I'm Are saying you anything. A little new. crazy. I mean, yeah. They. It's just a lot. All a the lot. time. Yeah. The distance learning was okay. The uh, Now summer, though, it's tough. The kids just want to be on screens, and so I'm trying to make a little schedule so they at least get exercise and get outside, and it's a whole thing. And now we're talking about what to do going back to school. They just had the board meeting last night for Poway down here, and I guess they're going to give parents one more survey, and it's either go back to school or totally stay home and do it's remote learning. I guess it's a little different than distance learning. I don't know where they check in with their teachers every day. So I really have to think about it. I don't know what to do. I'm Is this for the full school year they're talking about? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Wow. And I was on a Zoom call last night for Toby's marching band. And it was so sad because they're like, well, you know, football, we're not sure what that's going to look like. And we can't have an audience. So marching band supporting football, we're not sure. I mean, we'll do something, but 
yeah, it's just so many freaking question marks. It's so annoying. But uh, see, it's weird when you're someone like me who's kind of relatively isolated, or you know, I don't have kids and anybody. <laughs> so <laughs> shut up. Now, so life has not changed that much. <laughs> let's say if you had to send your cat away to all day cat care that was really good for her brain and body, but you knew she might catch something, would you do it? No. No, you'd keep her home? Even though she might suffer and get a little more fat and be a little more mushy brained? What do you mean a little more fat? What do you mean more fat? <laughs> She's a Are fat. you saying my cat's fat? Cat, yes. Why you why are you calling my cat fat? You you you're your uh, love language. She's healthy. Your love language with animals is food. You love to overfeed animals. No, I d- because your cats are starving. They're not. They're laying yes, here. Yes, they are. Every time I come. Well, you feed them too much. I love you, but you feed them too much. And then Wrigley too. He's turned into the world's worst Wrigley. beggar. Oh, come on! I see you sliding when? morsels to him all day. <laughs> you kidding? Field sliding morsel? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you pretend not to see what you see? I see it. What am I going to do? I've told you not to do it. You still do it. I mean, <laughs> you're a full grown woman. Not that much, though. <sighs> You've really uh, captured his heart, though. He, but I love when he shakes that paw. Yeah. That's the secret thing. <laughs> Just when he shakes his paw. Ooh. Now, okay, I for real, though, what would you do if you were a mom and had to decide what to do with your kids? I really can't decide. I don't know. Dave wants to send well, him full time. I feel more cautious though. When would this start? When would this all be happening? Mid August. It's pretty soon. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. So we're at what's the date today? June twenty sixth. So yeah. we have a month and some change to come up with a cure. Yeah. So I don't know if that's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's kinda sketchy. I know. Oh, all right. Well, this leads us into our discussion because I have been really curious about what parents are going to do. I've been curious about what teachers are going to do, how they're feeling. We love talking about feelings, don't we? We love feelings. I like feelings. So we got a friend on to talk about feelings, how, um, how she's going to handle the upcoming school year because she's a teacher. Um, and she's then a teacher over in Long Beach. Yeah. And I really, honestly, Jules, I'm thinking maybe I should homeschool. I'm really thinking about really? it. Really? But I you know, just talked about how crazy you're going. Is that just I know, but there's no structure right now? Yeah. And I think it's because I've got, you know, four feet in four different camps right now. I'm doing podcasting and I'm doing garden. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But if I really focused and said, okay, now I'm going to homeschool, I think I could no, do it. No, because we're doing a documentary, Joe. I know. You I can't know. take on any more projects. Send them back to school. Send them to school. Screw it. They could catch the disease. We need to do our documentary. That's terrible. No. I think you should do whatever feels like the safest thing for the kiddos. So if that's what it feels like, then you're homeschooling, girlfriend. Yeah. Fun. I don't like it, though. You could be like Little House on the Prairie. Take them out. (laughs) Tell them how to drill a well. (laughs) Get out your your slate and your chalk. Yeah. It, it was it was okay. I had a few good days of homeschooling while we did it here until teachers came up with a plan, and then I was very glad to be done with it. But but I could kick it up a notch. I could get back into it. I'm not sure. Either way, I don't know. Every day is a new day. I'm feeling different every single day, so I have no idea. But 
Let's um let's get into our let's segue our interview. Yeah. Anything else okay. you want to talk about? Anything wild and nope. wonderful? No. Okay. Oh, it's fucking hot in my apartment when I turn off my AC and we record. That's right. Let's segue into that. She's <laughs> podcasting in her bra, folks. We were gonna do a, a video and we shut it's it down. It's a pink bra. <laughs> it's very and I nice. did this really cool thing where I've I just decided I'm going a little crazy, I have to admit, right now. I don't know what's happening, but been a little isolated for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh but I decided to combine five, four or five necklaces that I enjoy because I couldn't decide which one to wear. And I put all five of them together and it created this really neat. I'm going to take a picture of yeah, it. In yeah, fact. Do. I'm going to post it. Okay. And if anybody can decide what's inside my locket, I will give you a million dollars. Or inside a pair the, of underwear from Ellen's TV show because we have you know some what? of those to give away. I'm going to give you a pink bra or boxers from Ellen's Stupid Show, whatever you would like more. <laughs> Way to sell it. <laughs> Ellen's Stupid Show. Are we I'm mad at kidding. Ellen still? Or yeah, is she okay? Because well, that one time we were at the Warner Brothers lot and I, I really had to go to the bathroom and I parked my electric cart in her spot <laughs> and I had to pee so bad. And then I just was running to the, just the bathroom was right there. Yeah. And then... Her assistant or someone was like, you can't park there. Ellen's, Ellen's spot. That's Ellen's spot. Whatever. And I was like, yeah, I I know, but where is she? Well, she's not coming in. It doesn't matter where she is. I go, she's not coming in. I know. So (laughs) I just need to go pee, please. I, you know, no, you can't. She'll kill us. You should have dropped trow and peed right on Ellen right there. (laughs) Just right on her little uh, spray painted marker. Oh. oh, poor Ellen. You know what? I, I shouldn't talk smack. I don't know. There was all that stuff. I'm being a part of the train. Except it just seemed... Yeah, what was the controversy really quick? Uh, the controversy was that she, you know, when you have your show for so long, you're loyal to your crew that works on the Ellen show. Mm-hmm. And in these times of social, dis- whatever, everybody got laid off in their home. And uh Instead of using any of those crew members who are sitting there, I guess they didn't handle telling them what was going on either. They were calling, saying, are we going back to work? Are we not? What's happening? When are we going back to work? Should we get other jobs? Do we stay loyal to the show? What are we doing? Because it's when you're on a show like that for so long, a lot of times you're like a little family. Mm -hmm. But instead of telling them what was going on, like everyone left them in the dark, the crew members, and then... They also were starting to satellite her show from her house, and then they used, like, some other non-union crew, so they didn't have to pay anybody, like, the union wages, and they just kind of, like, used the skeleton crew outsource company, and everybody was pissed because they could have easily used some right. people from the show and be not loyal. Not cool, Ellen, not cool. Yeah, because I and saw... people like... Uh, sorry. May I finish my thought yes, quickly? Too. People like Jimmy Kimmel, who is... I hear only good things about him. I haven't heard a whole lot about Ellen except, you know, that incident with my pee-pee in the car made me think that she was really scary. They were, like, terrified to let – like, any normal cool person would have been like, yeah, okay. But they were like, ah, Ellen, you don't understand. She's coming. I'm going to lose my job. Ah. Anyway, Jimmy Kimmel paid all of his uh, employees. Like, he made sure to give them money to keep them afloat during these times. And that's, like, a cool person. When someone has that kind of millions and millions of dollars right. – you can hook up your loyal crew right. is what I think. That's good. But then I'm also a little uh, jerk that thinks you should be taken care of at all times by everybody. 
Have you ever had any personal experiences with Ellen, seen her walking around or anything? I don't think so, but then sometimes I'll have a story that I go, oh, yeah, I did. So let me, we'll come back to that if I remember anything, but nothing that pops out. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. I don't think so. What? Pops out? (laughs) Just popped out of the bathroom. That's my spot. (laughs) Well, Ellen had. Stupid. All right. That's it. Very good. Well, let's hear our interview with Jen Martin Campbell. Here we go. And Weens, I love you. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Love you too. All right. Here we are. Yippee. (laughs) We We are here. here. No, we are here. No, we are here. I'm here. (laughs) And Jennifer Martin is here. (laughs) Jennifer Campbell Martin. And we are so fortunate to have you here. You are my dear friend, our yes. dear friend. Absolutely. And you are also a teacher. Do you want to tell us what you do? Because our whole discussion sure. today, Joe, take it from here because you kind of formulated this idea. So, yeah, I've been, um, you know, as a mom of three, I have uh, going into fourth grade, going into eighth grade, and going into sophomore year, one in each level of school. Uh, three kids and dealing with being stuck at home with them since March. I mean, fortunate to be home with them. I love them so. But it's been difficult. We were having lots of different um, struggles and changes, of course, and we got through it. We got through the distance learning that we've all been dealing with. And now we're starting summer. I'm having separate issues and struggles and then there's the future and then there's what's going to happen when we go back to school so i did want to get i mean we're going to kind of cover all of these in separate parts but i wanted to hear from teachers specifically how you guys felt through coronavirus a bit about the past but more about the future i want to know how everybody's feeling and just get different perspectives about what's what it's going to be like going back to school and and how it's going to look and all that jazz so so, Jennifer, what grades do you teach? And then you can answer that yeah. if you want. So I teach sixth grade middle school. And so that's, you know, 11-year-olds going to be 12. We have a few that already start with 12. So, And it's their first. It's a tough, tough year, as you know, Joelle. Yeah. It's a transitional year. So we spend most on a regular non-COVID situation. It's already, it's already a difficult year. Switching classes, not having... Um, their supplies with them in their desk. They have to carry everything in a backpack because we're in crowded Southern California mm-hmm. and there's no lockers. Those were taken out years ago in most schools because of drug and safety stuff. So it's so different from the way I was raised. And even I grew up in Boston, as you two know, because I packed my car. Not in and, uh, Didn't go to She Havid. also goes to, <laughs> to the farmer's market. I do go to the farmer's market. I love it. And it, um, so back east, you know, I was from, a, I didn't grow up in the city, the suburbs, but even a lot of my girlfriends and family that have kids in their school age now back east, it blows their mind. So as far as how crowded our classrooms are. And so I'm always torn with, you know, you talk about the future, Joelle, and it's like, Yes, obviously, I'm going to talk about the unique situation of COVID right now. But in general, I find it very ironic that COVID is making us aware of how germs spread and viruses. And we've always lived with those. Obviously, this was different because it was a pandemic. It was the rate and speed of it and the unknown. However, I just find the irony is we seem to be so willing to throw 
out um, all the regular protocol as far as right now, like as a history teacher, I teach ancient history and I teach drama, which is, you know, a very different um, method of, of teaching to history. So that's a whole other concern. How do we teach electives now and interactive things? But you say, okay, so typically 37 to a classroom, that's crowded. And then you get the eighth graders, which I'm not teaching right now, but they're that much bigger. They take up that much more space. It is so convoluted. And as far as thinking the reality of teaching that many kids and how many do we really reach? And once COVID, hopefully we're healthy and we can get back to normal, you're going, so wait a minute, we're just going to shove everybody back together again not realizing that viruses, flus, bacteria, how how are we suddenly not concerned with that? We need a pandemic to realize the overcrowding in the classroom. So well, what's their plan too? Well, right now, so this is the Long Beach district. Um, Orange County, Orange County district is separate and they're doing a um, special school board meeting tonight that I'm going to go to, but I doubt I'll get in. It's crowded. So at least I'll be on the outside. I want to see what people say, but Long Beach usually follows what Orange County does or vice versa. Cause obviously the counties are right next to each other. And as of now, Long Beach, which is going to be similar to Orange County, what they're saying is going back the regular time, the last week in August for Long Beach have 16 kids, no more than 16 kids to a classroom, but you have to remember, what does that mean? Every classroom is not the same size. So this summer, my principal and the um, construction part of the district went around, measured every classroom to a T to be sure that you could do six feet apart for all the desks. So let's just say generally 16 kids maximum to a class. And then you say, okay, then how do we teach? Um, We have about 900 kids on our campus. And that's about the average of the middle schools in Long Beach. High schools, you have an average of about 4,000. So each um, school and district is going to be different, but most around here are really crowded. Okay, so 16 to a classroom. Um, We're supposed to have nothing on the floor space. So as far as like the extra desks we had for, I have history stuff out, the kids' projects. We had a little store that I used as an incentive for the kids to do well and they'd buy stuff with tickets, school supplies, candy, blah, blah, blah. Then you have um, people like the art teacher who has, she has tons of extra tables laid out for all of um, the centers to do artwork on and then lay them out, display them, extra sinks. Our home ec teacher has um, (laughs) a massive amount of items out that have to do with home ec and cooking. And then you have the science teachers so already we're going, okay, so we pretty much have to get rid of the lab desks, which seat about six kids to a, one big table. So you say, okay, where do we put the extra desks now? Storage becomes an issue, right? We were told anything in our room um, that we pack away, there's a chance we may never get it back. So we're so like, they told you to pack up your entire classroom, right? Yeah, pretty much. The only thing we could keep was our teacher desk, our computer on it. Like I even had a little side table that had my printer on it. And then I have another side table that had the um, document camera and the projector is now installed in the ceiling, but not, not all schools have that. So some of the teachers will need their projector too. And that was the only thing that could remain, everything else gone. So even the printer I ended up putting up, we could keep one file cabinet 
So I was lucky enough to, my classroom just happens to have four um, closets. So I shoved stuff in there. I took a lot home. Um, I had a, but a lot of teachers only have two closets. Science teachers are like, where are we supposed to put the, and then you have the auditorium, right? So the auditorium is probably going to be used as a classroom. So the whole stage had to be emptied in our our theater director after school who's puts her heart and soul into it and gets paid pretty much nothing. She pretty much volunteers. She doesn't know where or how to begin to get rid of all the flats, all the costumes. Um, auditorium itself, remember how you get into an auditorium, the way you file in. Kids have to cross over one another. Mm -hmm. So that's another issue. Then you have eating. We're told that they're going to eat inside of our classroom. So no going outside. Really? Um, the issue with that is kids are supposed to now, we're not using books, nothing, because you can't have any communal objects, which, as we all know, is exactly why you go to school, right? You pass papers, you share books, you share pencils. Um, the Chromebooks are going to be assigned to them in the classroom. You will not change classrooms. The teachers will. So, we're so being what, told, can you explain what Chromebooks are? For oh, sorry, people? sure. I don't know. Yep. So Chromebooks are basically, and um, I'm probably screwing this up because I'm very non-technical. However, <laughs> Chromebooks are were given, donated to us by um, the district and then actually PTA, our PTA, because we're not a Title I school, so we have to get any extra funding from the PTA. And the Chromebooks are just laptops for the kids that don't have a memory bank in them. They can do everything on them. They can type, but then to print it up, they have to have it connected to a printer somewhere else. But um, they're very um, user-friendly in, in the sense of the kids can do all the typing. You can, you can search the web, all of that, but there is no memory bank in it. So, okay, so um, that becomes personal. So it's less germy because everyone gets a dedicated right. Chrome. You'll be assigned a certain one in my room that you're accountable for all day. You're not supposed to travel with it because you wouldn't, you'd be in my classroom. You're not gonna switch teachers. Teachers are gonna switch for you. So you're in that seat all day, including your lunchtime. Um, PE, honestly, they haven't talked much about it because 52 kids is the average to each PE class, which is strange, I know, but it's because all the special ed kids, like everybody goes to PE, so the numbers, the PE teachers have massive classes and the majority of their time is spent outside in the field. And they just spent thousands, probably millions actually, but I know in the thousands of dollars renovating the, um, putting the, the AstroTurf out there instead of the real turf. So that all these renovations were happening too. So, cause I brought it up to my principal, I go, you know, why we have the great outdoors. We live in Southern California. Why don't we use that to our advantage? and use the picnic bench area. And he goes, well, now that we have the AstroTurf, you can't eat on there because it's plastic, right? Mm -hmm. And that will absorb and it will, that's where the um, all the germs will come in and probably about almost an acre's worth of land is not. That's crazy to me. And it's crazy mm -hmm. that you, I mean, it's gonna gather on your shoes on the floor of the- Sorry, go ahead. Sorry guys, one second. You measure. I have to mute for- <laughs> This would be a good time to pause. We're sponsored by the Homeschool Buyers Co-op. Keeping my kids busy and on track with school has been overwhelming. There are a million choices online. That's why I'm so excited to find the Homeschool Buyers Co-op. They've done the work for me, researching and listing the best curriculum organized by grade level. 
And because of their large buying power, I get up to 90% off retail prices. They even have classifieds for used materials. So visit homeschoolbuyerscoop.org and use referral code WEANS to sign up for free and get 5,000 smart points towards your purchase. That's homeschoolbuyersco-op.org, referral code WEANS. Have fun. Lowe's has all the top gifts for home this holiday, like Craftsman Tool Storage made in the USA and available in a selection of sizes, starting at $198. And right now, get a special price on a Lenovo Smart Clock with Google Assistant for just $24.99. Shop gifts in-store or from home on our app and Lowe's.com with free shipping on thousands of items or pick up curbside for contactless service. Valid November 22nd through December 31st, U.S. only. Let CareerBuilder help you rehire fast. Post your next job with CareerBuilder and get an application rate that's nearly seven times higher than our competitors. CareerBuilder, we're building for you. Visit hiring.careerbuilder.com forward slash recruit. I'm on guys. Sorry. No, you're good. So yeah, I agree. It's those outdoor spaces should be used as classrooms, I would think, but maybe it's just the lack of being able to contain them and do the quality control that they need to clean them and with the food and stuff. My concern hearing that kids are going to stay in the same classroom all day is they're breathing all Mm -hmm. of each other's same air all those hours in a row. Like, how is that better than moving around? I mean, I get it. I guess I can see both sides. But By the way, Jennifer, you just got in like a little bit of air installed in there, right? So weren't your classrooms a nightmare? Yeah. And that's that's a a side thing. No, no, that's a valid point. Because um, so Long Beach just had, um, we got the measure E passed, which was great. So that was I'm losing track of time 2020. So two years ago, we were one of the first, I think there were five schools that were um, given the extra money to retrofit the old schools for air conditioning. Which they had no air conditioning for years in a very affluent, you li- you go. Well, our school happens to be in a more affluent area, but Long Beach is a city, obviously. So the majority of the area isn't. We're all treated as one financially. Um, yeah. She was using fans for yeah. 37 kids, fans. And that was PTA. Oh um, that was the best they could do because it, it just wasn't fiscally possible. The buildings are so old to install AC. So thankfully it did pass. Um, and we were one of the first schools to get the AC, but it just means uh, 75% of the schools still don't have it because mm. we're literally in the middle of, of having measure E come. It's going to, I think they said it would take an average of six years to do it all. So how is that affecting the germs and everything? Horrible. And now that it, it's not um, reliable. We open the windows. We're not trying to um, abuse the AC, but it doesn't work half the time. And and we they they haven't given us control over the um, the what do you call it? temperature uh, thermostat thermostat. Thank you, because they were afraid that. We like it was just silly of saying they're afraid we won't regulate it well and we're going, okay, so now you're forcing us into creating more waste by opening the windows when it's not working well. And like you just said, Joel, sharing that enclosed space, that's what most of us are saying. Health wise, we're gonna have to open the windows. And there yeah. goes ooh. so I don't know, like to me, 
This is what I fear. I fear greatly. Well, a couple of things. One, the practicality of it. You have three kids. Julianne, you've been around children. I've been around children my whole life. I've been teaching for over 20 years. And you go, they're kids. They're 11. They're 12, at least in my grade. Once one of those 16 kids goes to the bathroom, which they will, they have to go, we can't stop them from having to go to the bathroom. They, they're children. They are not the most hygienic little beings. They'll, you know, wipe their face, pick their nose, uh, won't wipe properly, forget to wash their hands. And they don't have, you can't put them in a, a bubble wrap. The moment they mess up, you know, innocently, they touch that doorknob or they, um, see their friend in a hall and high five them when no one's looking, the, the, the virus spreads. So it seems crazy. And it seems crazy that that outside isn't a possibility, but maybe there's so many rules with that not being in a structure or something, but doesn't that seem like a temporary solution? Yeah. He, you know, my principal was, um, he's just as in the dark too. He said, you know, right now, this is all we know. And he goes, Everything is a possibility, but there's certain things like using the field because it is AstroTurf that won't be allowed because you can't, it, it would just um, not only ruin the field, but again, cause more germs by letting the food and things settle in the plastic and the heat. But we do. Most schools have picnic areas that are outside with awnings because then you say, okay, well, what about inclement weather? Well, luckily we have great weather out here. So the majority of the time, um, he even said, you know, we were thinking of maybe sitting on the front of the school, which is in a neighborhood. But you do have, then you have to think about safety. You know, unfortunately, school shootings is a reality, right? Mm-hmm. And we've implemented all of these extreme measures. Like now at our school, in most schools in Long Beach, you can only enter through the front door. And the secretaries have to buzz you in through a camera. They see you through the main entrance. Um, everything else during the school day is locked down as far as the gates and all the outer entrances and exits. So I'm thinking, how the heck are we going to keep that plus do this? Temperature checking is, this is, how do you guys feel about this? So I, I don't, this is all a possibility, right? None of this is set in stone, but right now they're saying we would check the kids' temperatures daily. So let's say you're doing, let's say you cut the number in half instead of 900 kids. Okay, that's if, <laughs> I, I, it won't even be half. But let's just say we have about 350 kids a day on campus, about, right? Who's going to temperature text them? But then even if we do, most kids still are being shown to be either asymptomatic or not showing the high fevers and the harsh um, uh, effects of COVID. So it's a false sense of security because I might test the, we might test them and they have it, they're carriers, but we have this false sense that everybody's fine because they don't have fevers. But right. I guess, I guess they'd say, well, that's okay. Cause you're still treating everybody as if they might. Yeah, that's kind of the only measure they have right now, which does give people that false sense of security. At the orthodontist, we went yesterday and the day before for both boys. And same thing. They stand there at the door. Everybody's masked. They check your temperature. They ask you a list of questions. They uh, make you wash your hands in front of them. And then they put a little sticker on your shirt to show that you've been checked out. (laughs) And then you're able to go into the place, sign your kid in behind the plexiglass, 
and everything's done by text. Then you go back out to your car and you wait until they're done. They text you when they're done. Everything's set up on the phone. You talk to the orthodontist on the phone. You know, and I was thinking the same thing. Well, if kids aren't showing fevers yet still asymptomatically carrying it, how would you know? But I guess that's the only measure they have right now to be able to tell. Yeah. So, And your kids still, even though they tested negative, they still had to wear, they were still taking the precautions as if they had it. So I guess. Right. But they could have had it and they could have been asymptomatic, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and contaminated the whole place anyway. Regardless right. of well, that. they could, but you said they still had to wear the masks and they were behind plexiglass. So it's not like they were in, Yeah, uh, they were still Open practicing air. all the other restrictive measures, right? Right. And they don't let yeah. people sit in the waiting room. So there's no one really to infect unless you're laying down in the chair with the technicians and something gets messed up there. But everybody's yeah. very protected. I mean, so they're doing what safe. they can. Yeah, I felt safe. I think he was safe. But I see what you mean, Jen, in that how are you going to have 900 kids line up at the gates to get into school all being tested for temperature? Or is it up to the teachers to test them when they walk in the classrooms? Or will they have to line up? I mean, they're and all how long to does line that up. take? How long does that take away from your time right. of learning? Yep, exactly. Because think about that. You go, it's the teachers. We have morning duty and afternoon duty. And during the morning duty, we teachers would be the ones in the front checking their IDs. So that alone took a long time. We got it done, um, but like you said, Julianne, how much time? And then you say, if we're only seeing the kids half time, if they're gonna do the numbers this way to social distance, how in the world are we supposed to keep up the kids up with the proper curriculum? So mm -hmm. then what do we do? Do we structure the curriculum now um, to be like we did at homeschooling. As teachers, we definitely tried to trim down the curriculum and, and um, understand that a, uh, that a lot of the content couldn't be taught, couldn't be taught properly. And and then, then that leads into the high school is going to college. So once again, how does that affect their college admissions and their test scores compared to past test scores? And right. So you have to think of that when it comes to the high stakes testing for these kids. Because we're not going to be able to. And who the heck is, here's the other question. What I don't understand is if we're only going to teach in stages, where are these kids, the elementary kids, the little ones, if whole parents are supposed to be getting back to work, they have to. Who's going to take care of the kids? What do you guys think? Like, what well, first tell us, what is your school suggesting? So is it all day? Is it half day? Is it every other day? What does that look like? And where do the other 17 kids go? Because if we're limiting those kids, you're hiring more teachers. Those are two nope, questions. not hiring more teachers. They're talking about cutting. Once again, it's the school has lost money um, uh, This, as a state, rather, sorry. So across the state, we're being told cuts. And you're going, Cuts? How in the heck are they going to be the cuts? We're going to need more teachers. Um, daycare, well, that's separate, but even nur like nurses, for instance, we have one nurse who who goes between an elementary and our school. So she has oh, probably like 1,200 kids under her belt. And this whole thing is about taking care of the kids' health, right? So you already have a nurse who's taking care of non-COVID things. She has many more kids today have um, uh, diabetes, uh, seizures, 
um, allergies, things that she's dealing with all the time. And now you throw this on top of it. What's her responsibility and how in the heck is she supposed to bounce between two schools now? So the cuts concern me greatly because I don't know. And neither does the district. What do you think are the most important key points? Because now we're going to have to wrap it up pretty soon. Are there any last questions, Joe? Or Okay, as a mom, I'm curious to hear from teachers. Mm-hmm. Number one, how do you feel? Are you nervous to go back? Do you yes. not want to go back? Do you have colleagues that are refusing to go back? What does that look like? Yeah, right now, um, you know, we ha- I have a dear colleague and friend who is going through um, cancer. You have uh, quite a few staff that have diabetes, and they're worried. They're worried about their own safety and obviously um, their ability to work. And then you have obviously parents like um, parents are some of them are definitely just anxious about their kids getting back. They're already worried, saying my kid already sticks his or her head in a computer half their lives anyways. And now, you know, we're trying to teach them to be more aware and social and face to face and they miss it's it's wearing on them depression wise you have a large amount of special ed children i'm talking everything from rsp you know the kids that are mainstream but have um minor things like add or um just a a small learning disability but anxiety is usually at the route of one of the things of many disabilities and you put a mask on I personally have a hard time with it. It's confining me. I have bad allergies. It it caused pets. It attributed to a bad sinus infection I got because I just, I wasn't, you don't breathe the same. And so I worry about that. They were showing even uh, maybe doing the face shields for kids too. Um, yeah, and they, they do true. have these homemade versions where you can take a plastic, you know, like an overhead sheet mm-hmm. and kind of wrap it and put a head I was about to do that last week with my PMS, but that's a different story. (laughs) Different podcast. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Not funny. Yeah. PMS mask. (laughs) Right. All the the emotional stuff and the kids' compliance, sure. So And distractions. I mean, what is the learning really going to be like? Is it going to be effective? I personally, partly, I when I did my survey, I, being a stay-at-home mom, have more freedoms. So... I opted for if we can do part-time somehow, you know, every other day or morning, afternoon. I don't know what it would look like, but a lot of parents are two working parents and they can't what do What do your that. friends that are both working say? What is, how do they, they want full-time. They want full-time. So, you know, it's that weighing of costs versus reward and... Yeah. But it's really difficult. I had a really hard time getting my kids doing distance learning. Mm-hmm. I had a few days where I was this, the greatest homeschool teacher <laughs> mom ever. I created curriculum. We did videos, cooking. We did everything. Yeah. And then I was burned out, you know. Sure. And uh, then I assumed they were doing fine on their own, totally mm-hmm. independent learning, given what their teachers were giving yeah. them finally. And then I started getting emails that, oh, he didn't turn in anything last week. So then I'm going, oh, no. My kids are liars. I know. My kids on fire. They all lie. (laughs) Heck, I would too. I'm like, I would have totally taken advantage if I was a kid. Like, sure, yeah, I did it. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. If you, and they knew that they didn't have to do great. They knew that if they got 60%, they'd be fine. So they were bare minimum, not Charlotte, but the boys. Um, And then they're, (laughs) 
And then there's the girl, the only good one. Just kidding. Girls rule. Girl power. And yeah, so then it's like, I don't know. So there's got to be some blend, something that works, some balance. Do you envision like going back with masks and so forth? Do do your kid, what do they say? Do you tell them what might happen and what do they say about it? Um, I, they do know that it's going to happen. I think our district is going back full time and with the same precautions, it sounds like your classrooms are taking, uh, exactly what it looks like. They're still not sure where they're going to eat. I don't know if that's been figured out. I know that the, the crews right now during the summer are running around like crazy with desks and shade structures and trying to get it all ready. I think we're going to use outdoor spaces more, um, but, you know, part of me is like, geez, maybe I should look into homeschooling at this point. Honestly, yeah. I, I kind of got into that idea while I was doing distance learning. I'm like, really, could I do this? And like my one son, who's more introverted, loves being at home. He mm. want, he's been asking to be homeschooled forever. Mm. So but then there's my other who's more social and then Charlotte's more social. Yeah. So it's a mixed bag. I just, I'm just so curious what teachers feel like. That, if well, they're... I'll tell you, as a teacher, what you just mentioned is something I think has been important for a long time is variety in school. You know, we, we try to fit every 12 year old into the same um, structure and it doesn't work for everybody, but fiscally speaking, it's impossible to give every child individual care. We do have to teach the masses. And that's the question of public school, which is why charter schools came to be. And I think the idea of a um, versatile way of teaching is absolutely necessary. If, If we learn anything from this, it's other ways to teach our kids, but not you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of problems with charter schools as far as their accountability, and there's a lot of issues. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> PMS and charter schools. That's the next yes. one. <laughs> yes. but, but like for you, Joel, to say you have that luxury, you know, you're in that position where if you want, you have one kid that's homeschooled, you're a stay-at-home mom, you're able to do that. And so good for you. You know, that might work for you. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so it worries me. As a teacher, personally, I worry about the kids' emotion. I worry about the um, other underlying health issues they have. Um, even we have quite a few students that are hearing impaired. Mm-hmm. And j- just these, you know, how we rightfully spend a lot of time modifying our curriculum for the um, special ed students. And I don't see how wearing these masks and social distancing, they're, they're going to get very negatively impacted and that yeah. affects the whole school. And then what do you do about sports and things? You know, you say about homeschooling, let's say you homeschool your kids. They definitely need to be integrated socially. And yet, I don't know, I don't, how are we going to get back already to back sports? at sports, right, Jill? Yeah, soccer has started for Elliot. He's back uh, two days a week and they do the whole protocol, six feet apart, masks, check the temperature. And then they do kind of drills far apart from each other. They can't play, you know, one-on-one real close. But I don't know what that looks like long-term. I was going to say, how do they play the actual game? You're smashing into each other, spitting all over each other. Yeah, so I don't know. And same with camps are starting back up, summer camps. I signed okay, them up but for... This is all I think about are carpools, and is that yeah. all happening too? Yeah. yeah I'm so... carpooling 45 minutes because we have a soccer club that's far away, and I've got three other boys in my car now all of a sudden so our bubble went from ours our family 
to, we bubbled with another family who all the kids get along. But now I have this carpool going. And then we got invited to a birthday party, which was outside. But still, I don't know what happened. And then that mom drove them home. So the bubble's getting bigger. And it has to get bigger if they're going back to school anyway. It's just so anxiety. Does it make you nervous? Or are you over this whole thing and you want to take a chance because it's better? Oh, it it's... totally makes me nervous. No, I'm still very cautious. I don't know. I Because I'm dealing with in-laws who both have lymphoma mm. yeah. and are on, you know. But they're the... They're funny, too. They came over on Father's Day and said, you know what? If the cancer hasn't killed us, this will. Give me a hug. And they came in first. So I'm going. I we... think everyone's over it. Everyone. I know. <laughs> Feels over like... it. End of the podcast. Yeah. Absolution. <laughs> Get back. No, I Done. know. Rip off and then the you feel guilty saying that. But Jul- yeah. Julianne, this, that's legitimate. We, it, we are not naturally built for this. Thank God. Our, our civilization as we've known it would have ended long ago we are social that's all i teach in history is the idea of the importance of each other and community and so then you feel guilty you're like well geez that's hypocritical now i'm saying screw it it's just there's different thoughts out there because i went to my friends playing an outdoor uh, jazz festival down the street festival it's three people on a lawn but i was <laughs> pop up we were all chatting and, yeah it was a and uh Anyway, the nobody was wearing masks, but we were social distancing. We're outside. It's been mm-hmm. proven, we think, that there's like one case where someone got... I, I'm hearing all these facts. I'm not even listening to the news anymore. So right now I'm ding-dong in it. But, um, but the other guy came and I was in the seat where he was going to play his guitar and he showed up and everybody quick put on their masks and he's, they're like, he's that guy. You got to get out of his seat and put on your mask really fast. And so there... And I have a friend who's that guy, you know, who... We went out and he was like, you know, you're supposed to, we're passing people on the trail hiking. And he said, you need to wear your mask to protect others who weren't wearing a mask walking by. <laughs> I was like, that's insane though. I'm like, those those people are out there taking a risk just like, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I went over to those two people and we started making out and it was fine. <laughs> So everything worked out fine. We'll see what happens. But. I sneezed on you. are the one that spit. Remember? Spitter, spitter. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I did. I, nice job. But yeah, I think just the gym, there are a few of the hang the people that are holding out. But then I think most people are just over it is my general sense of most of my friends. and It seems like it. But then you look at those numbers and go, oh, my numbers God. Numbers are, are scary we, right now. Are we just the dum-dums like all the kids on the beach in Florida that, you know, are... Yes. The answer is yes. Yes. So, <laughs> And that's why it's so important that we continue to go back slowly. Uh, but, you know, this was specifically about school, which is such a sensitive as it should be. There are children there, um, but it's also it involves everybody. Children need to be taken care of. So then you have the parents and then you say, but parents going back to work. It, schools are one of the biggest things. I mean, restaurants hospitals um you know other merchants i don't think we should all be under the same umbrella of precautions schools because of the emotional aspect and and the covering of the face and the reality of how many kids are in there and carpooling and buses it's so com- it's much more complex than a restaurant that you can control you can control that area and situation so much more a hospital already has massive precautions and should continue um and like you guys said 
not to take it lightly. And there could be a chance that it comes back worse. So our money, money and resources need to be put into the science behind it and the um, support our healthcare workers and make sure that we can handle it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I do want to say, Jen, I appreciate teachers more than ever before in my life. Being a mom that had all of this on me in a way, yeah. and you guys took it off my plate when all the distance learning plans came off, came Good. back out. But we had two weeks of nothing where we didn't know what was happening. And it was a lot. It was so stressful. So my hat's off to all the teachers out there, to you for handling Yay. sixth graders, for Yay. doing it and choosing a career that is so like you know, formative for our society, really. That sounds so big and grand to say, but these kids without this, I don't know. It's... No, I appreciate that. And I thank your parents too, you guys, parents that you weren't, you weren't cut out for being with your children this long. It ain't <laughs> it's <No>. hard, man. <laughs> yeah. They're sick of you too. No, but it, it is, um, it's a wake up call to all of us. And as teachers, it made me appreciate their little faces and being live with them and hearing that, you know, they'll write to me going, Oh, I miss our conversations and class collaboration. And that's a huge part of the importance, especially with the younger ones is that collaboration and teaching from home. You can't do that. Obviously. Joe closing thoughts. We'll wrap it up. Yeah. Just everybody wash your hands. Uh, (laughs) You know, wear your mask for now until we change our minds. But gosh, I it's not that that hard. And or face shields, you know, that's an option too. Anyway, thank you, Jen. So thank much. you, Jen. We, we love you. you, girls. I'm so proud of what you're doing, and no. I hope I hope um, we solve nothing. I mean, maybe Wait, we solve everything. <laughs> no, we appreciate your opinion yeah. so much because you. you are in you. the trenches. Yep. There she goes. Thanks for being here. Yep. There you go. <laughs> All right. She's got her hand sanitizer. We love it. (laughs) Good to go. All right. All right, girls. Love you. you. Have a great day. Love you. So that was Jen. It gives you a better perspective of what she deals with on a day-to-day basis. It's pretty impressive. Crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine being a teacher. It's so hard. I did it once for acting kids, like for (laughs) a summer job. And we had different age groups and... I was awful. Do you know some story I don't? No, I was just thinking of how you stopped. You came and helped me volunteer for when I was teaching the garden classes. And you, oh, yeah. you used your tried and true method to get kids' attention, which was? Screaming really <laughs> loud because that's my only tactic. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to control people because <laughs> I don't want to control anyone. And maybe some boyfriends or something, but just kidding. Um <laughs> But yeah, I didn't know how to like control a class, and they, these little f- muck mouths kept talking constantly. And they would be, I'm like, hey, I'm the respectable authority figure up here. Yeah. And then so instead of, and I did this with your garden class when I don't know how to handle everyone, I just go, hey! <laughs> Wait, what did I do? You made just some weird what? noise and like threw your arms up in the air and just kind of went, <laughs> and then they all stopped. <laughs> To look at the weird lady making noises in the corner. But it got their attention. <laughs> it just... That's my only tactic. Or I'll just do some weird Ethel Merman, like, wow, <laughs> all right. 
And then it scares them, and then they'll stop. And then, but then you have to keep commanding their attention after. And then you've totally lost their respect because they're like, "What is she doing?" (laughs) It's terrible. It's not for me. No, Jen is very, very good at teaching. She's really good at controlling class. She can, and you know, it's a great personality. I don't have that same kind of personality where you. She did it with a, a. She has an Airbnb and had to like yell at the people who were having a party up there that weren't supposed to be and she was just very clear and very matter of fact Mm -hmm. you told me one thing and you guys did something else so you're going to need to do this and anyway points yes a good good teacher that's a great tactic i know a lot of them use different ways to get control i don't i have about two classes in me and i'm out so i talk a big (laughs) game like i could homeschool i don't know if i could so yeah. No, you're great, and your kids respect you, so that's important. Ugh, All right, is there anything that you wanted to comment on off the tails of the interview about? No, I just like, want to give a shout-out to all the other parents out there who are dealing with situations like this, too, where it's a huge and unknown. And the teachers. And the teachers. Everything is so unknown. We're all under stress. Everything is so stressful. It's so crazy. I hope everybody just takes time for themselves, self-care, Talk with mental health professionals if you need it, if you're feeling depressed, overwhelmed. Um, find your village, you know, get get a group of people together to talk things through. I think that's so important. And you could people? even write to us or talk to us. We're here for you, too. So if anyone's needing that, we're here. Um, and maybe I'm we could... listener. Maybe we could unload on you, too. Maybe you feet. could help us. What? Your shoulder rub. <laughs> keep hearing these beeps you could do what i said maybe they could help us will you guys please counsel us can we call you, you instead me. Um, rub my back and feet <laughs> what is this murmuring in the background i can't hear you oh, oh it'll come out in post i'll hear it later <laughs> all right anyway um i do want to give shout outs to uh our patreon listeners thank you and especially um our other podcast friends and pals at um unpredictably us we love you guys. Christy's love the you. best. Athena, you guys rock. And Christy and Athena. Yeah. Lots of Listen stuff. to their podcast. It's really fun. Unpredictably Us. And they um, are unpredictable. They beautiful voices. I'll just say that. Much better I than ours. Too. <laughs> All right. I know. Uh, Why well, don't you sound a little better? Can you do your good voice? Yeah, I'll go get a uh, surgery on my nose and I'll fix Wait, my let's voice. Let's do NPR. Let's close it. Let's close it out. Okay. With our NPR voices. All right. Well, you heard my spot for Homeschool Buyers Co-op. So that's my NPR voice. How about you? I loved your Buyers Market Co-op. Wait. <laughs> Way to nail it. Homeschool Buyers Co-op. I better say that again because that's our <laughs> people are paying us. Okay. Ready? I love our Home Buyers School Co-op. <laughs> what is this? Homeschool Wait, Buyers Co-op. Okay. I love Homeschool Buyers Co-op. They're great. <laughs> They're going to drop us. They haven't even heard okay. one episode. All right. Start Take this over. out. Take all this out. Yeah. All right. Now give me your best NPR voice. I want to hear yours. I just want you to know I have sweat. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. It's hot. Don't say that. Okay, wait. Hold on. 
also, this necklace has been dangling by the microphone. I hope that's not going to do it. Yeah, I keep hearing something. Jeez. That's it, the dangling necklace. I forgot about it. Why did you (laughs) put them on? You weren't wearing anything a minute ago. No, they were on. Oh, they were? Yeah, I Um, blocked it out. Okay. Call in and you'll get your own pink brassiere or boxer (laughs) shorts by Ellen. The little jerks. <laughs> Just kidding. Perfect. We, we did you. it. We nailed it. We love you guys. Please visit all our social media at Mouse and Weens everywhere. We have a Facebook page and a private group where you can see photos. And then if you want to hear this episode uh, commercial free, you can go to Patreon backslash Mouse and Weens. Other things, Weens, you want to plug? No, I just drank um, a kombucha. What do you think of kombucha? It's all right. Not my favorite. But okay. Yeah. Love you. Love you too. Bye. We'll talk soon. Bye. They take away my books. Now they're taking my pencils. They tell me not to cry, but I can't hold it back. Yeah. I will simply run around, but they're taking my grass away. Help you rehire fast. Post your next job with CareerBuilder and get an application rate that's nearly seven times higher than our competitors. CareerBuilder, we're building for you. Visit hiring.careerbuilder.com forward slash recruit.